workout for teams type of setting as opposed to having any sort of audience. But my guess is you probably open up some seats. People buy them because you're still going to go see players doing anything. You're just in oh, person yeah. with them. Sell them for cheap. You know, really cheap seats and get fans to go and it'll be, it'll be fun. You got, they were doing a water balloon toss. Yeah, I saw I, that. I would probably get rid of that. It's kind of stupid, but you got receivers. Check their soft hands, you know. Terry McLaurin out there, one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. Thank you very much. Out there with those soft hands, just catching all the water balloons. Well, you got to keep it safe, right? We yes. don't need guys pulling hammies out there. And uh, I'm actually kind of surprised by some of the names. I just saw Trey Hendrickson's out there. He literally just lost in the AFC Championship game a couple days ago. Now he's already out there. You got uh, Patrick, Patrick Ricard's Ricard out there now. Yes. Roquan Smith's he, out there. Baltimore, very well represented. Patrick Ricard is a huge human being. He's 300 pounds as a fullback. He was a former defensive tackle that they turned into a fullback. I mean, correct? it yeah. is it is he's crazy to think of how big he is. And then what? Like, yeah, you tell him he's a, uh, he's a D tackle. I'd be like, okay, yeah, 300 pounds. That's small. Yeah. He's a 300-pound fullback. See, yeah. I've had this idea for years that you could you should convert more D tackles into mm -hmm. fullbacks just for goal line situations. Yes. How many times have you seen your back? Imagine being a Cowboy fan. You pay Zeke all that money just to watch him get stuffed at the goal line, third and goal, fourth and goal. You give the ball to a big 295, 300-pound mm -hmm. lineman. Because that's the other thing about the – like linemen growing up – well, A, linemen growing up are like 220, 235 right. pounds. Or they were just like 350 – and not the most athletic guys. Now it's like the same thing as these defensive ends, these defensive tackles. These guys are all like 6'4", 6 6'5", 6 300 pounds, but they run like 4'3", 4'4", 40s. They're more athletic than ever. So you convert one, a couple of these guys, the fullbacks, boom, goal line, short, short line yardage situation. They got all the big guys out there trying to basically catch punts right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm in on this. Same. I think I'm in. I think it's pretty good. Wouldn't bet it yet, though, because I have no idea what to expect. But over time, yeah, no. it might be worth actually learning what it is. So uh, we just had Keith Smith on. If you missed it, of course, you can get that on the podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Bet Anywhere. MGM tonight. Make sure you subscribe. Say nice things about us in the comments. Uh, this was Keith Smith on the Clippers. Let me just tell you something. There will be teams that are going to sit here and say, we've got a chance. We've got a chance to move up. We've got a chance in the West. It's really wide open. The team that we don't talk about enough has been the Clippers. Keith Smith brought up a really good point about them. You know, under Steve Ballmer's ownership, they've been extremely aggressive. They have no problem saying, oh, we need to do this trade, and it's taking on $10 million. Sure, because in the time it took me to say that sentence, Steve Ballmer made that, and he's not worried about it. So I think they're in a position where, hey, if we need to add, just add. Go get it done. Go get us guys. He wants to win. I think it's very important to him is, hey, let's beat the Lakers to the next title. Let's really push and try to get in there around these guys. So I do think they'll be aggressive, and I think you're right. I, I think they do need a little something extra. Right now, if you look at the NBA title odds, the Clippers have dropped a ton. Remember, before the season started, they were like co-favorites. Sometimes they were second or third. Like They were right there in the top three pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Right now, they're 14-1, to one and they're plus 550 to win the title, or to win the West. Yeah. Now, you're not going to get those odds if they trade for Fred Van Vliet, but they need a point guard. And if they're aggressive enough, as Keith Smith just told us, and they go after somebody like a Fred Van Vliet. They get a point guard. I'd even say Mike Conley would be a good one. Oh, yeah. Guy that can run the offense. Guy that can get the ball, distribute to the scorers that are out there. They need to win now because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could opt out in 2024. Now, there's most likely they're probably going to stay there. But you also have to show, hey, we're still committed to winning. Now, they also have to show that they can stay on the court consistently. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if you're looking for value, what makes the NBA trade deadline so interesting in a place where you can maybe maybe steal a little bit of value on certain teams, you got to read the rumors. You got to hear. You know, we certainly get a chance to talk to some people that are even more in touch with, you know, various, you know, teams and, and things within the NBA. If you think that there is a chance, say the Clippers, for example, 
go out there and make a trade, and they're the West is wide open. You had Fred Van Vliet. That's a much better team in the West. 14-1. to They won't be 14-1 to anymore. Yeah, and they're saying Van Vliet's actually probably more likely than a Mike Conley. And I like Mike Conley as well. They were also having discussions about possibly Kyle Lowry, but I guess the Heat have said Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. He's not going to be on the move. He's not going to be uh, on the open market here, which probably for the best, man, because I, yeah. I don't know that he... Uh, I don't know that he moves the needle for me. And I do have a no. Clippers ticket. I'm thinking about buying back in on the Clippers before they make a move because they're going to be aggressive. They're going to make a move because look at the age of these guys, mm-hmm. too. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's 31 years old, and he's an old 31 because of the injuries. He doesn't play the second night of back-to-backs. And the report came from Matt Moore of the Action Network this week that he made it clear to the Clippers front office that he wants a point guard. And it's funny that Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry's names keep coming up because that's who he obviously played with mm-hmm. in Toronto when they won the NBA Finals a couple years back. So I definitely think they make a move, and I don't think you're going to get a better price. I think that now's the time. And they're only – I mean, it's been a rough start to the season. They're fourth in the Western Conference. That, and, that's, and they don't need to be the number one or number two. That's the thing is Seed. you know that that, ta- that team does have talent. Yeah. What, what's frustrating is that you don't see the talent out there consistently. But they're deep. They're one of the deepest teams in the NBA. And you remember last year. I mean, they got to the play-in tournament. They were a 500 team. Yeah. And you had Kawhi out the entire season. You had Paul George missing a good majority of the season and their play-in game. He was in, he was in health and safety protocols for their, their play-in tournament game. So they've got the talent on that roster. It really – Ty Lue's a good coach. You've got a good coach there, too. You just, one, have to stay out there consistently – and two, you got to be able to put this thing together. And yeah. that's really where they are, is just getting everybody to kind of understand their role. When you miss so much time so consistently, yeah. it's what makes it that much more difficult for a team to take that next step. Because chemistry matters in basketball, man. This isn't just yeah. like, it's not baseball where, look, baseball needs the least amount of chemistry out of all the team sports. You can go out there and you're up to bat. You're all by yourself when you're up to bat, even out in the field. Like, I get there are things that matter. I'm not saying that you don't need any chemistry with your teammates, but it's not the same as uh, with the five guys on a basketball court out there and the Clippers just need to be able to get that and they can really push their way through the West if they're able to do it. No I completely agree and it's like okay so they get the fourth or the fifth but they also need to start playing together and they need to build some chemistry because a team like the Warriors I do feel could just turn it on because they've played how many years in the playoffs together they just won a championship together so if anybody's just going to kind of like ramp up the final month of the season it's going to be Golden State I don't think it's going to be the Clippers they're going to have to figure out their rotations their problem right now in the NBA you need a star which they have two They have two guys that in the fourth quarter of playoff games could go out and score 20 points. They have that in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But you need a point guard. We've seen that because in the playoffs, it becomes a half-court game. You have to defend. You need somebody to run your offense, and that's what they need because Terrence Mann's a three, and Reggie Jackson's a fun player off the bench. He's having a terrible season, though, too, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he is. And he's just not that guy. So if they get a point guard, I think they're live to win it all. I don't trust Denver yet, especially defensively in the playoffs. Golden State. I mean, even right now, they're getting healthier, and they just, they're not a good road team this year. And uh, Memphis is all beat up right now until they get Steven Adams back, and I see him and Jared Jackson back on the floor together. I don't know if I could buy into them this year. You mentioned the Warriors, five and a half point, do- or six and a half point dogs at Denver tonight. It's the second game of a back to back, and as we know, they like to sit their starters on a regular basis. This at one point, though, got all the way to 12, so is somebody in? So Steph's in, Jordan Poole's in, Wiggins is in, Draymond's in, and Looney's in. So it looks like actually the Warriors are going to treat this like a real regular season game. The only person they're going to sit tonight, obviously Iggy's been out and Klay Thompson's going to sit, uh, which is kind of surprising because, like you said, that was getting a little out of control. I saw 13-and-a-half pop up earlier. Now we're back down. I kind of like Golden State. I think they get up for this game. I faded the Nuggets last night thinking this might be a look-ahead spot. Everybody's playing. Uh, Aaron Gordon is still a game-time decision, but it looks like he's going to be in there. 
I think the Warriors get up for this one, even on the road. I just don't know that I could do it because I don't trust them on the road. I mean, they've been awful away well, from home. Well, we saw them lose to Minnesota by five last night. This was Steve yeah. Kerr after the loss. I thought, you know, we had control of the game, and then um, I thought we just kind of gift-wrapped it. And not to take anything away from Minnesota, I thought they were great. You know, they took advantage of our mistakes and our lack of execution. And You know what? I'll be honest. It's okay to see Steve Kerr have to deal with losses because they've won so many games. I'm like, you know what, Steve? Sometimes you're gonna have these rough nights. It's been pretty damn good for you. Yeah, I don't. I won't feel bad. I mean, he was the head coach of a 73 and nine team, and he was uh, the seventh man of a 72 and ten team. He won how many championships? Well, he won three with the Bulls, a couple with the Spurs, a couple as a head coach. He's like the Tom Brady of the NBA when you think about it. Like a little bit of luck, a little bit of talent. I'm just kidding about that. A lot of talent for Tom Brady. Steve Kerr hit one overrated shot. Tom Brady's the most kidding, overrated. Let's just get full no, hot no. takey. No, spit, I, I spit heard the, fire, hot I, fire. I heard the takes today. I yeah, can't, I there were some of those. I can't do it. Tom Brady's the greatest of all it time. It feels like with something like that, something so big like Tom Brady, you get to the point where yeah. there's just like a couple different avenues people go, and it's just polar opposites, right? It's he's the greatest of all time. It's he was massively lucky, and the only reason he got this is because he was part of a great organization, or it's he's a horrible dad. Like, like, come on! Like, there's no like, there's only like two or three that everybody's going down the road with, and that's it. And that's why I've always been a big Dan Patrick fan because his thing is you always don't have to have a hot take. Yep. And, and I feel like today though you have to have a hot take. And the problem is all these debate shows because you get two guys that go into the meeting room, into the boardroom, and it's like, okay, uh, we have the same take today, so I'll have to go the opposite side. I yep. couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't argue that LeBron James is overrated or not a top ten player, or that Tom Brady isn't the greatest of all time when it takes two hands. For his ring thing. Like, he's got how many Super Bowl rings? Seven. Exactly. And they just keep so, going. So how is he, he could get another if he comes back. Now, <laughs> as far as talent, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the physical gifts are there what Tom Brady didn't have. Right. But what, what made Tom Brady so great is that he understood what his physical limitations were. And look, let's not take away. I mean, he had a strong arm. He could still cut through the wind at Gillette in, oh, yeah. like, the middle of the winter. So, But he wasn't what Josh Allen is in terms of a deep ball. No. But he understood what his talent was. He understood what his limitations were. And he was able to maximize all of his strengths. And he also worked really hard and yeah. constantly was watching film. I mean, hours and hours of film every single day. So that that's really, like, to me... I don't necessarily want the most talented quarterback in the NFL. I want the guy that's going to work the hardest. I don't want the guy that's going to play Call of Duty. I want the guy that you don't have to put in his contract that you need to study film. It should be what you want to do because you want to be great, and you don't want to just skate by on your physical talents and know that that's going to limit you at some point and be okay with it. Better chance next year that the Cardinals win eight games or the Warriors go back to the NBA Finals. As in Warriors go to the finals this year, eight games. Warriors going to the finals over the Cardinals aren't winning eight games. Not a chance. Eight games doesn't even get you into the playoffs. They don't even have a head NFC. coach at this point. I mean, they're they're going to have to promote somebody from some, within. That, that's the only chance they've got. Well, I know, and Who I know, takes that job. I know when Kyler's not going to be ready. I know to start the season, but it's just crazy when you look at what you ha you're paying a quarterback, and you look at that. I mean, look at all the money. They're probably going to have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. You lose a guy like JJ Watt, who let's be honest, like he wasn't. 26-year-old version of J.J. Watt. But you but had still, a leader. And he was huge. Still in, a presence. Exactly. In that yeah. locker room, there's there's no culture in that locker room. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, we do still have Colt McCoy, as far as I know. He better stay.
Super Colt McCoy. Man. Yes. How many more years does Colt have in him? I, he has made a career out of being the hero backup. Niners we, may have won that game or at least kept it close if they had Colt McCoy. We will always love <laughs> Colt McCoy in D.C. for what he did to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football many, many years ago. That's it. He will always be a legend. I watched Colt McCoy play in the national title game when I was in high school. I remember it too, man. That's crazy. It's just he's been around for a long, long time. Like Chad Henney, 15 years. Felt like he was at Michigan for 10, so there you go. All right, we're going to go around college hoops next with Patrick Stevens. Bet MGM tonight.